Formation, Pastor Ryan and Pastor Tyler here. Welcome to another episode of The Weekly, where each week we take an opportunity to explain the whys behind what we do as a church family. And this week we want to discuss why we're building a leadership council. Um, uh, let's see, it was just two days ago at the time of recording, I announced mm-hmm. on Sunday that we're putting together uh, a leadership council made up of six people uh, within our church to help serve on a very specific type of team. Mm-hmm. And so uh, some people weren't there, some people might have more questions. So please, especially after listening to this, if you do have questions, make sure that you do email us with mm-hmm. those. Um, because again, I don't think that in any one episode of this, we can say everything about any one topic. We are trying to keep these like 10 or 12 minutes. Yep. So, so we'll try to be brief and high level, but make sure if you do have any questions, I just want to say at the outset, just email us. So as we jump into this, let's just start by talking about really probably two super important things everyone needs to understand about this leadership council. The first is that this decision uh, has really been one about formalizing something that has been an informal practice in our church. So I think all the way back to when we first started uh, Ridgeline here, whatever, five years ago at this point, I've lost count. I don't know. Feels like a million. Yeah. Um, but we, 2020 on was. That's right. A it's it's a blur from yeah. there. Um, but we had um, a, we've had a long-standing practice of trying to survey, have discussion with a wide variety of people within mm-hmm. our church before we would make any big decisions, sure. or e- even as we are trying to figure something out. Like I think that sometimes in 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 uh, the absence of a formal team like this, I think that sometimes there's a perception that like either I make all the decisions myself or that you and I are sitting in a room making all the decisions ourselves. Sure. And the truth is there's always been a, a ton of conversation with a wide spectrum of people before we make those decisions. Oh yeah, absolutely. And so this is really about um, building a formal team to continue that exact same process. For sure. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then the second thing is uh, the reason for now, like the reason that we've waited until we're, you know, five, six years old is really informed by counsel from across denominations and church planting and church health networks. Yeah. Um, I remember when we planted redemption in 2009, in the network we were a part of, some other networks that we had relationship in, I you probably remember this. There was a lot of pressure around like you got to build an, an elder board. Is really mm-hmm. what it was like as soon as possible, yep. like within a year. Yeah, right away. <laughs> yeah, and and so there was uh, in this like most recent wave of church planting over the last twenty years, there was a season where that was the dominant council. Yeah, and as time has gone on, they've seen how dangerous and destructive that that has been to formalize a team like that that early on. Yeah, absolutely, especially because. Uh, it takes a while to uh, know people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes a while to understand. I, I, I've heard uh, one leader talk about um, bare minimum. You have to know someone through all four seasons. Mm-hmm. People tend to be different in the winter than they are in the spring or the <laughs> yeah. summer, you know, that kind of thing. And yeah. so like at least an entire year, I think the other thing that just has happened uh, with the kind of emergence of so much church planting uh-huh. is that there are certain people who will 
gravitate towards smaller churches and work like their goal is to kind of like get on that team and sort of hijack the vision of the church. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not even, I don't even say that to present that it's always malicious. It's just more about like, I'd like to see this be the church I want it to be. Yeah. Um, And that's, and that's something that we uh, even experienced in that first church a little bit. And I think that um, that counsel to wait uh, while when I first heard it, I was surprised because it was so contrary to what we had done the first time. Yeah, I think the more I've seen it play itself out in the churches that I support through my XP, as well as in our own church, it was really the right way to go. Because even the people who are here today um, are different than for who we first started with. Sure. And so I think it gives us the ability to have people uh, provide some counsel and support for us that are most connected to the church. Yep. Yep. That's good. So <clears throat> the council has been roughly speaking to wait until about the five year mark, yep. which is generally speaking where we are. Yeah. And so the timing has really made sense. So yeah. that that's, that's kind of uh I guess the summary or high level aspects that it's important for people to understand. And then I think this last part, we just want to talk about what I think are three good questions in light of this that we have been asked that people might have and didn't know to ask or haven't had a chance to. And the first one is, is this the formation elder team? Mm -hmm. So if you come from a church polity or background that had elders or um, really what some people don't always understand because ecclesiology, which is theology of the local church, is one of the grayest areas in the New Testament. There's mm-hmm. there's a lot of, which is why there's so much diversity in the way that local churches are structured. Sure. Our conviction is <clears throat> that the Greek uses the same Greek word to describe to, and uses different terms of it that's translated to English. So pastor, elder, bishop, overseer. Mm-hmm. Some um, some denominations have built various offices of leadership around each of those terms. Mm-hmm. Our conviction is that that the New Testament writers were using various descriptors to describe one role, mm-hmm. which is the role of pastor elder. We don't right. use the term elder here because we live in Utah, mm-hmm. and that's a very commonly used word within the LDS church. Sure. And so for just distinctions, <clears throat> excuse me, distinctions sake, we use the term pastor. Yep. But this team is not, these are not pastors right. in our church. And so I guess the short answer to that question is no, this is not our elder board. Yeah. And I think additionally, it's just important for anyone listening to understand um, if you have never, and I don't know why you would, but if you've never assembled a nonprofit organization, yeah. all nonprofit organizations are required to do a few things in order to actually exist and be recognized by the both state and federal government. And so um, in Utah, there's some requirements for that. And so uh, our elders, because we don't really exercise that term or our pastors are also the legal board Mm -hmm. uh, that makes up that would determine, you know, if we were to enter into a mortgage or if we were Mm -hmm. like different things like that, there are things that banks require, you know, multiple signatures on. Uh, Also for people who aren't aware, uh, it's the group of people who are liable for the things of the church. That's why it's important that we do things like background checks and follow the requirements that our insurance has, because it's that board, the legal board is where, um, a lot of that responsibility and ownership lies. Yep, that's great. So short answer is no, this is not our elder team. So second question would be, well, why why is this team necessary? Mm-hmm. And as I've thought through kind of the language describing 
what I think really the overarching description of what this team is. <clears throat> it is about providing care and counsel. Mm-hmm. And so I would say on the care front, it's really twofold. It's care to the church. Yep. And then it really provides a unique form of care for you and I. Yeah. Even though we have been having, like we have worked hard to have uh, conversations broadly when it comes to decision-making, yep. there's been so much about the last few years in particular that in light of the fact that it pastorally, it's just you and I that are here locally. Yeah. Like we've just kind of been on the front line of a lot of it alone. Sure. And it gets hard. (laughs) Yeah. And I think even for both of us, we collectively have a lot of years of ministry experience. Mm -hmm. I get the opportunity to support so many ministries of Mm -hmm. diverse backgrounds through my XP. And so there's a lot of that, but there has been a number of things that we've walked through, whether it be through COVID, through transitioning to this smaller space, Mm -hmm. all of that, that um, we can take some of the tenets of the things that we know, but having like uh, a group of people to like talk things out and to like uh, share some input or some thoughts or their perspective based on their life experience, Mm -hmm. um, I think it's something that's going to be really, really beneficial moving forward. Yeah. And I think they can also are going to be able to provide better care to the church yeah, as a whole. Absolutely. And I think that that's, that's going to be hugely beneficial in some ways that we can talk about at a later time. And then the second thing is just the council component. Mm-hmm. And so why don't you talk a little bit about kind of what that is? Like when we say the word council, what we're really mm-hmm. talking about is like from an advisory standpoint, yeah. when we're talking about some larger issues. Yeah, I think uh, it's just giving people an opportunity uh, to weigh in on, you know, uh, I think one of the things I love is that this group really um, uh, is a selection of different people across Mm -hmm. our church and so different ages, different backgrounds, all of that. I think a lot of times um, uh, leadership teams or boards are typically made up of some of the like um, more seasoned people, some of the older people in the church. And I like that we have a broad spectrum because... Um, as we ask for input and feedback, it's possible they've had conversations with sure. people that they're in relationship with and that kind of thing. And so can help do a little bit of representing those opinions. And also, uh, if there is something that comes up that like, man, this is something that we did, it didn't work out. They also uh, are most likely to have some of that input mm-hmm. based on their own experiences, their own feelings, as well as conversations with other friends. Yep, that's great. And then lastly, what will this team actually do? And uh, so just real practically speaking, our plan right now is to meet quarterly mm-hmm. um, for a couple of hours each quarter and to really spend some time praying together. But but the bulk of the conversation being focused on where we are as yep. a church, uh, where are we headed, yep. what are some things I'm thinking about teaching about, what do we need more teaching on, what are some areas of opportunity that we need, are there any problems or obstacles that we're facing, and just as a group sit around and talk about that. But yeah. I think it's important as we we were getting ready to record, you were talking about like the nature of decisions that we'll make together. Yeah. Um, Cause it's no, we're not talking about like every single thing right. that this, this poor team is going to have to sit and make <laughs> every right. single decision. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah. It's just, I think the thing to keep in mind is just like um, at a job that you've been at for 15, 20 years, mm-hmm. um, you bring a great deal of experience to that role in that mm-hmm. profession. Um, I think uh, at least you'd hope so, especially yeah. if it's at the same job. And so uh, we have some of that experience, especially mm-hmm. around some of the operations and, and how to like lead the church forward and through some things. Um, and so it's not really going to be about operational it's not necessarily that you're going to like um, submit the 
teaching calendar and, mm -hmm. you know, for approval, there'll be ideas and mm -hmm. things to speak into, but, um, it's not as much that type of thing. Uh, and, and those of you who've been a part of formation for a while know that we have admins in different roles. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, we're actually going to work pretty hard to make sure that people are in one role or another. Yeah. So our admins, you know, if you have a question about kids, it's unlikely you'd want to go to one of the leadership council members. I mean, mm -hmm. you certainly could, mm -hmm. but you would want to go to Clarissa because she's responsible for our kids ministry right. or some of the events and the admin stuff. That's Mackenzie who's responsible for that. And so those people um, are going to continue to serve in their very crucial role. Uh, they each bring some kind of subject matter expertise to the roles that we've asked them to be in. Yep. And so we need them to focus. When I talk to Clarissa, I want her to only care about the kids. Or when mm -hmm. I talk to Kenzie, I want her to only care about uh, some of the administrative support stuff. Or when we talk to one of our worship leaders, we want them to only care about worship. Mm -hmm. This leadership advisory team really needs to be able to think about the entire church. Yeah. And, and how do we weigh in and make decisions, keeping in mind some of those unique things. But if we have someone who whose passion is kids, mm -hmm. then every kind of piece of counsel comes uh, filtered through that idea. Yep. And so that's where these two teams are going to continue to uh, operate uh, kind of independent of what, any, mm -hmm. one another, I guess. Yeah. Um, not I'll exclusive, still, yeah. but independent for not sure. Not exclusive. I mean, there's all kinds of crossover for sure, but yeah. in general, uh, the operation stuff will still be something that, you know, we have to kind of work on and decide on and those types of things and then work with the admins to execute. And we really rely on, you know, we're getting ready to plan a family night and Kenzie yeah. stopped by and she had all kinds of thoughts around, well, if we get this here or do that there or that kind of thing, and we're going to go and she's going to work all that out and basically tell me where I need to be when mm -hmm. uh, because that's the kind of ownership that role has mm -hmm. and it will be different. It won't be as much doing. Mm -hmm. I think that our leadership advisory team will continue to do all the things that anyone who serves at our church will do. Yeah. But as far as kind of uh, weighing in on things and all of that, it's going to be more, um, like you said, at those quarterly meetings, or if we have to call a kind of impromptu meeting because something's come up, we'll do that as well. Yep. That's great. So hopefully that's helpful. I would really, really appreciate if you would continue to pray for us and for that team. Uh, thank you for listening to this. And again, if you have any questions about this or anything's unclear or you want more information, you can just send us an email at info at formation slc.com. Uh, but until next week, we love you. We're praying for you and we'll see you this Sunday.